subjects that can uh, grab everyone's attention is when you bring up subjects related to tznius. Now, right now in Kailo, we're learning Hilchas uh, Nida, Simon Kuf about Ksamim. And as part of the discussion, we began at some point in the Simon, there's a detailed discussion about various body parts. Various possible locations where a kesa might be found, right? So in Sif Yeralf and Shulchan Arach, we go through Akeva, Oirech Shoika, Parsesa, Mubifnim, the parts that uh, touch each other when she stands and puts Regal Beregal Shoik Beshoik. Further on, Reish Goido Ragleha, Ragleha Mamish, Al Yadel, Kishrei Atzbaisa, then we get back around to Shaikem, Parsesa, Mitzad Chutz. What if the mak is b'kseifa v'akesem al yerecha? Right. So that's the uh, that's the spirit of this if. Now it happens sometimes among those who sit and learn that there are certain details sometimes that don't feel so important. You don't pay so much attention to them. And one example I think is sometimes you're learning gemara or even halacha and it starts mentioning body parts. Sometimes you don't take the extra moment to pinpoint what exactly, precisely, each thing is. Uh, similarly for Gerissim uh, and Termusim, also, there's certain things that not everyone uh, stops to pay attention to. Of course, we already spoke about the Gerissim at length. So there were some in the light who actually stopped to pause and asked, what's this, what's that? If you look in the Beis Yosef, where the Beis Yosef gets into the background for this the shoik, mebefnim, mebechotz. So you look in the Beis Yosef, the Beis Yosef says, it, it, it comes back to a Gemara, there's a Mishnah that says, al shoikah, al parsisel, mebefnim, tmeif, the stain is on the shoik or the leg, on the foot, on the inside, she's tame. So the Gemara asks, what's the inside? What's the definition of befnim? So, amri devei rabiyanai, ad makayim hachavek, till the makayim hachavek, or however you want to pronounce it, vechavek atzmai kilafnim. So Ad Mekayim HaChavek is Bifnim. Sounds like Mekayim HaChavek itself is not Bifnim. But Chavek, is it the same thing? Is it two different things? Not so clear. So the Beis of quotes the Rash, who quotes Rashi. And he quotes Rashi as saying, Chavek Mekayim HaGidim Shechayfkim HaYerach VaHashayk. If you look in Rashi and Nida, it's a bit longer. Ad Mekayim HaChavek Sofik V'Kamadumali Shuk Yaret. Um, so he's describing something that is the joint between the Yarech and the Shaykh. That's clearly what Rashi is saying. Uh, if you look up those who interpret the French in Rashi, they translate it as the joint, the, the knee sinew. So Ka'amar Admakim Shumaschil Karepnim. Until where that starts, whatever that Kefet Hayarech Vashaykh is, till there is Pnim. And Chevek, which it sounds like it's something else, which is part of the Pnem, he mesichas hagidin shechoifken hayerach vahashoik yachad samach loise kefet. So there's, besides the, the kefets of the yerach and the shoik, that's the mekoyim hachevek, then there's the chevek itself, that's mesichas hagidin, some kind of other sinews that are covering the yerach and the shoik together. All right, not so clear, not expecting that to be very clear, but that's, that's what's going on here in this sugya uh, nida. So the Rosh continues discussing that, then he says the Arach has a different Pirish, 
And in the Arach itself, there are two Pirushim. The second one is, she bends her shaykh onto her yarech. So, mashim mechusim and abbas rayadei, kfifas ha shaykh, al ha yarech, have a mekayim chavek, al shim shim So, if you essentially, he's describing, if you bend your knee, so you're bending the shaykh on the yarech, so whatever part is hugging, kissing, touching over there, that's mekayim chavek, that's the hugging part. He has questions on that. And then uh, the Bishayasif has questions on that. And then the Bishayasif says, the Rambam is very straightforward. It just says, stand, put two feet together. Whatever part of the two feet are touching on the inside, that's the inside. Definitely sounds a lot more straightforward. And he says, that's why the Tortaka just went with the Rambam and ignored everything else, because everything else is a headache. Even according to the Rambam, how does he explain? Okay. So we're not here to get into the details as to how to resolve the suge and nida and understand it precisely. But to call attention to the fact that in the course of this discussion, we're saying, Yerech, Shaykh, Yerech, Shaykh, what is the Yerech and what is the Shaykh? What's the Nafkamina? The Nafkamina is Tznias, Tznias of women. Uh, and specifically nowadays, there are two major questions. Number one, how long does a dress, does a skirt have to be? And who decided that it's uh, till the knees? That's what everyone hears. And number two, what about the rest of the leg below the knees? Uh, do they have to be covered? Do they not? If they do, the thickness of the socks, etc. So I'm not saying anything new. This is all just essentially a summary of what's become a very well-known discussion in the last few decades. And uh, in short, as we shall see, the whole velt, or much of the velt, is relying to some extent on a tremendous chiddush almost perhaps a mistake in the Mishnah Brura on this Indian, as we shall see. This is a discussion, like I said, in many places. Lomashul, Rabbi Wiener, and Kavut Abbas has his treatment of it. But for the purpose of this year, I made use of a work called Divrei Shalom. What is this work, Divrei Shalom? So to understand the context of this work, you have to understand that right now, the last few decades in Eretz Yisrael, there are what you might call the Tzniyas Wars, bit of a, a cultural, uh, there's a, a bit of a campaign, a Tznias campaign, could get sometimes a bit heated, um, particularly against Shetlach, they, they, they single out the Whigs for particular uh, bile, and uh, to, to explain where that's coming from, let's back up even a bit more, um, more or less, overall, it seems that the way women dress has changed dramatically in the last 100 years or so, give or take. There's the, the way women dressed for centuries, for millennia. You can see old pictures of women from the Shtetlach, from Yerushalayim, from the Middle East. Very long, very covered. And uh, in the wake of the tremendous changes in women's dress generally in the last... Uh, 100 years or so, along with all the crises that uh, Yiddishkeit went through during that period as well. So it's almost as if the from mode of dress has been completely reinvented. So all of a sudden, there's the look, the blouse and the skirt, till the knees, or the dress, till the knees. Uh, much more figure-fitting. There's the shaitel that most people, women wear. That all happened within a very short time span. It went from one look to a completely different look. So that's why in Eretz Yisrael, there's a bit of a movement that wants to argue that, hey, not all this is uh, 100% uh, legitimate. 
Of course, you have the extremists, the Kat uh, HaShalem that wear a million layers in black. We're not talking, we're not going that far and that crazy. But uh, those who focus, particularly, like I said, they like to zoom in on the wig, put out pamphlets and kutresim and svarim, advertisements on every platform. Uh, sometimes you'll see they have like, huge lists of all the paiskim who supposedly asked the wig. Sometimes it's with threats and curses. Uh, of course, that those who also try to respond in kind, come up with a different list, argue, fight over who says what. So this work, Divrei Shalim, fits into this context. So first half talks about Sheitlach. We're not getting into that. But the second half, the other area of focus, um, is Kisui Harego. And that's what we're more interested in right now. And uh, this work, Divrei Shalom, is anonymous. I haven't managed to figure out if anybody knows who it is. It has a bunch of askamas from some uh, familiar rabbanim. The name, of course, is erased, so we don't know who it is. So I'm using this work because it does lay out the Makaitis very nicely. So on page 155 is where the Shetel section ends, and the Kisri HaShoyk Bahalacha begins. And introduces it by saying that, of course, due to uh, the unholy influence of uh, the world, so we have the short skirts and uh, we have the thin socks. It's terrible. It's all uh, all here to uh, be megad of the Yitzhahara. Okay. So where does the where does the sugya begin? It starts in famous sugya Masachas Brachas Tefach Beisha Erva Lamai. Why why does this matter? ask more asks why does this matter? You're not to stom look at another woman at all. It doesn't matter what. And not one's own wife. One can look at whatever one wants. So, if one's near one's wife, one, whom one is allowed to look at, but one wants to say, so now you have to know that. So, whatever is usually covered, if there's a tafach that's uncovered, that's an erva. It's brought on the Ramba, brought on Tershachan Arach. And if there's a tafach megula of what should be covered, you're not to say, Kriyashma. Why? Because there's a hear her, you look at Nal Tereb and Simonai and Hesev Aleph, Tavach Megula Beisha, Bumakam Shidaka Lachasais, Ervahu, Afilu Hi Ishtoi, Mepresha Mevili, they hear her, Kisha Mistakal Boy, Balachin Osser, Likres, Ulispal, Kenegdoi, as if it was an Erva Mamash. But Yeshma Tirin, if you're not Mistakal, only if it's Bahavara Baalma, it's not really an Erva, it's only Mevili, they hear her, so it's only a problem if you're Mistakal, not pretty Baalma, especially if you close your eyes. That the whole tefach is not taka only be ishtoi. Isha achar is even less than a tefach. Ain't devreim iker. Then the Alter Rebbe starts heading in the following direction. What about the parts that are allowed to be uncovered? Avol panel, viada, the face, the hands. Shadark and lias megulim, right? The most cultures, even the, the most covered of women, still see their faces on their hands. That's always uncovered. Because you already ruggle behind any bully day here. And he continues to the shaykh. We'll get to that in a second. Back to the Gemara. The Gemara continues and lists other things that are in Erva Be'isha. One of the things it says is, Amar of Chista, Shaykh Be'isha Erva. The shaykh is in Erva. What's the Raya? It's talking about Besulas Bas Bavel as an allegory for Bavel. And it's using all kinds of, it goes very into the mushal of the, the girl from Bavel and how disgraced she is. So it says, Kire Chaim, Tachani Kamach, she's not in great shape. Gali Tzamase, Chas Vishoyvel, she's uncovering different parts. Gali Shaykh, Ivri Naharis. 
uncover your shaykh, cross through the river, not very uh, respectable. And then the next Pasuk says, Tigaler Vasech. So the Gemara says, oh, Gal is shaykh, Tigaler Vasech, shaykh be'isha erva. What's the nafkamina though? Maybe there is no nafkamina. The Rambam and in his footsteps, the Machab of Shulchan Aruch, they don't mention anything about Sheikh Be'ish Erva. Why? Because we already said Tefach. What, what is the uh, Sheikh adding? And Stama discussion about uh, where did the skirts go to? Apparently it was not a, a discussion up until uh, you know, the last hundred years. So it's not quite, uh, that's not a Nafkamina. So, uh, but the tour, in fact, does mention both in the context of Kriyashma. Tefach, Megula. Bechenim Sheikh Megula. Okay, so what's the tour? Now the question is on the tour. What did the tour add here? So if you look in the Alter Rebbe, which is based on this, so the Alter Rebbe says, we said, Panei are fine. Avo Keneged Shoyka Oser. Kivan Shehu, and I'm skipping something, we'll get back to that in a second. Kivan Shehu Mekoyin Tsenua Be'isha Ervahi. So the Chiddush is, Hagufa, you would think that Shoyka maybe is like Panei So I'm telling you, no, Shoyka is not like Panei So it's the same day as Tefach. But Yeshoyim in him that there is a difference. This is the Taz. That not Tafach is generally, but Shaika it's even uh, less than a Tafach. So that's why you have to say both. We'll get back to the full sentence of the Altareb in a moment. So uh, based on this, especially based on uh, the first point that the Altareb said, now we have an Afghan in Sneas generally. So that means, if it doesn't have a din it doesn't matter what the people there do, there's no minigamakim, minigamakim doesn't apply to something that's inherently an erva. So that means that if we were to ask what has to be covered, now we would know from here in Simon INA that it must be covered under all circumstances. But what now, of course, is the sheikh after all that? So this is where it's discussed in these halachas. We'll start with the Mishnah Brura because that's really where... Uh, this discussion takes off. The Shulchan Aruch said, "Tefach Megula Beisha B'Makam Shedarka Lechasaisai." So the Mishnah Brura in Sifkat and Bay says, "Avopanav Yadel Kafi Haminig Shedarach Lias Megula Beisha Makam." There's room for variation depending on the minute. Then here comes the key line: "V'chein Beparsei Seregel Ad Hashayk." Same din as Panav Yadel. The like Ad Hashayk. Where's the Shayk? V'hu Ad Hamakam Shenikra Kni B'Lashon Ashkenaz. Oh, so the Mishnah Brewer said that the regal, ad ha-shoik, ad ha-kni, till the knee, is uh, the same as panav That means the shoik only begins from the knee onwards. The place where they will go barefoot, because you're used to it just as much as panav But if they do cover it, then shiur on tafach, kamay shar go and that's only parsis adagal ada shaykh. Zayseha vishaykha, her arms and legs. Proper. I feel it again. Lelech megula, kedarecha prutsis. If you happen to live in a place where people are prutsis, doesn't change anything, still aser. So he's saying the same thing pretty much as everyone. You know, Altri Megal the shaykh, like the prutsis, but how did he define the shaykh? He said, Adam makim shenikra kni. So like we said, it seems like the shaykh begins from the knee and goes upwards. This is where the discussion. Uh, really uh, erupts. 
Let's take a look and compare what other Achreinim say here in Simonayin. Hey, let's go back to the Alter Rebbe. Let's take a look at the full sentence now. Avul keneged sheikh ha'osur. What does Alter Rebbe say? Even though for a man the sheikh is not a place he has to cover, it could be uncovered, in places where they go without socks. That's the full sentence of the al What's the al talking about? Clearly the al is talking about not above the knee, that's not where the socks go, and that's not uh, a place that a man would uncover. We're talking about... The lower part of the leg. Look at the Chayodamir, and it's whatever, it's Klaudalid, but it corresponds to Simonai and Hey. The Chayim Parsis Ragleha, and it seems like Mishnah Bruder almost borrowed the language, but it's missing that part in the middle. The Chayim Parsis Ragleha, the Mokim Shedarech Lelech Yochif Mutter, Avazarisel, the Shaykh, Afilu Regilim, Bekach, Kedarech Haprutus Asr. So the Mishnah Bruder inserted a whole thing about Ada Shaykh Shenikra Kni, but if you take that out, it sounds like parsis ragleha, barefoot, that's literally just talking about the part that you call barefoot, which is the bottom of the foot. Presumably the chayadah means everything upwards from there is the shaykh. Mishnah Bruh is the one who changed things around. Look at the Arach HaShulchan. The Arach HaShulchan, when he's trying to for for why we mentioned both, he likes the first eifin that the Alter Rebbe uses. He brings up a shame that he shined him, that Ashba, that Ayvid that the Chiddush is, that the Shaykh is an Erva, even though some people are barefoot. The Leka Beraglaha Mishim Gili Erva. So, that could talk a bit. Panavi Adeha and Ragleha, the part that's barefoot. The Komakim, the Shaykh, Hakavoya, Meharegel, Yeish Be Mishim Erva. So, it sounds like he's saying the barefoot part is the Regel, and the Shaykh is Lamailama from that. But you don't have to just uh, rely on the Aruch HaShulchan here. They point out that there's much clearer words on the Aruch HaShulchan and another halachic topic where this is important, which is, of course, chalitza, especially for Kali Yengelite who went to witness a chalitza, particularly if someone where there's a shaila over where the sheikh is. So in Evan Ezra, in Simakuf Samachtes, Siv Chavav, the Aruch HaShulchan says, it says in the Mishnah regarding chalitza, min ha'arkuva lomata, when we say regal, we mean literally the foot where the toes are. And height, how high does it go? So is being as clear as possible that the shaykh starts from the ankle and goes till the knee. These are the terminology. So you have three G'dayle Achreinim and Simonai and Hay that are clearly saying the opposite of the Mishnah Bruna. Not only that, in the 80s, there was a work by the name of Mekur Chaim on Shulchan Aruch that was printed. It was authored by Rav Yor Chaim Bachrach, the Chavis Yar. He lived Mamish in the same uh, time period as the Magan Avram. So he's from the Tkuf of the Nesa Kalim. And he also wrote, he could have also been one of the Nesa Kalim, but uh, it wasn't printed at the time. It was in Ksavyad till the 80s. And that's when it was printed by Machan Yerushalayim. And sometimes you find that he has interesting discussions that may be... Uh, predated the uh, later discussions in Achreinim. So we find here, in Simonai and Hay, he says, and that includes the shaykh, 
Rashba says, It's the long bone on the bottom. That's upright, even when a person is sitting. I assume he means on a chair. That's the part that's straight. And the Rashba is only being matter midrach kafragal, only the part of the foot that actually steps. And then he starts being rias. He doesn't shave them. It uh, describes, it says, al So you see the word shaykh and the word yarech, and they're separate. And uh, he quotes a quote it's from Rashi that a horse rider isn't leaning on his yarech. The barzal there's a metal on the side. The shaykh is in there. Clearly, that's the bottom of the leg. And then he starts quoting different places in Torah where just says Yerach, where just, just says Shaykh, and he's just trying to convey that you see that they mean different things. So he says, it says in the Torah by a Saita, it's Yerchech Nefelas. He says, what does that mean? What is that supposed to mean? He says, that's essentially a Kinoi Le'erva. We just, we don't like to say the Makayim Erva and Tanakh. So we have euphemisms. So, as Yerchech Nefelas really means Oysamakim. So that is associated with the Yerach. The Yerach is right there. And the Kisava, on the other hand, you have Alaburkayim, Alashikayim. That's the knees and below the knees. You have Yaitse Yerech Yaakov. Descendants are called Yaitse Yerech. Vaiter, a euphemism. It means that uh, he birthed them. He doesn't mention this, but of course, another example is Simna Yodcha, Tachas Yerechi, right? The, the Taich is the Bris. But we don't want to say that. It's a euphemism. So the Yerech is very much close to that area. So that goes together. You never see a Sheikh being used in that way. Chagar Charbacha Yerech. You see that the sword goes on the thigh. Not the same thing. And then he's mitzayin to another eye, and then he mentions also in Chagiga, describes the Chayas HaKadosh Lamayla, and how each part of the Chayas HaKadosh is, is huge. So it says, Ragle Chayas Kineged Kulam, and it goes up. Karsule Chayas Kineged Kulam, Sheke Chayas Kineged Kulam, Rechuve Chayas, which is the knee, Yarche Chayas, Gufe Chayas. So you can literally follow up the body, and you see how Sheik, knee, Yarech. So these are the details that you would see from Hilchus Kriyashma. When it comes to the general question as to how do people dress once upon a time, they're actually Mitzayim back to here in Simon Kuf Tzadik. Here, look on the base of here in Simon Kuf Tzadik. The Rajman Teres Abayah says, this Avra B'Shuk Shel Tabachim, she's going through the meat market, right? So the question is where the blood came from, but if the blood came from outside, why is it only on her body and not on her clothing? If it's only on her body and not on her clothing, it seems like it came from the inside. So the Rashi says, it doesn't mean that it's impossible for blood from the meat market to only strike her besara. It could be her clothing folded up and was able to hit her. Or even from the bottom it can come up. So what's the reason, Ebazoi, why are we saying that it uh, sounds like it's, we're saying that it's impossible. Aye, it is possible. The Rashi says that is a psalamdus, is a chazaka. Because the body produces blood, so when you find it on the body and not on the baguette, so then that chazaka kicks in. It says, Taisus gives a different reason. Taisus says that lagbia is kulon, if she's wearing multiple layers, lagbia is kulon, ain regila, she would never pick up all of her uh, layers of clothing. So it is impossible, according to Taisus, it's literally impossible for the blood to hit her. It doesn't make sense because everyone should be, should be able to come up from the floor. 
So if it comes up from the floor, then Ashma is willing to say it's also possible for Nikpalu Begadah. So what do we see from here from this discussion? We see the assumption is that when the clothing are on properly, it would be impossible for any blood to ever hit her. Because everything is covered. According to Taisvis, that's absolute. According to Ashba, it's possible to fold all the clothing up and something can hit her. There also been signed interesting chuva of the Radbaz. The Radbaz was asked about the din in Brachas, Isha. You know, to walk behind the woman. Different discussion, but touches on this. They asked, what about in the Islamic countries where the women are covered from head to toe? They're completely, completely covered, as we know. Is that less of a problem? Can you walk behind the woman? So he says, no, Chazal didn't learn us to the name Shiyurin. Call a Nashim, call all the same. It's nothing to do with looking at Makim Hamagula, that's always a problem. It's Hilucha uh, Tnuay Seha, just the movement, the motion, and that's problematic. And then he asks, the Mila Yaskin and the Bizman Chachme Atalmud, Hayunashim, Hochas Mechusais, they're also completely covered. He goes on and on in this vein, how it's Mamish, we don't have time to be in the fire, it's not so Negea. Obviously, that's its own discussion, and Achrein today say that. Uh, Nowadays in the West, where uh, women are sharing the streets equally with men, it's just not, uh, the Allah isn't the same. And uh, Mitzrayim, Baz is following the Rambam, we know that Rambam famously says about women uh, staying home, leaving once a month, so uh, totally different uh, culture and circumstances. Another thing that's pointed out is that in that sugya, back in Brachis, Tafach Be'isha, Shaykh Be'isha, the question of what does Shaykh add, the question of the Gemara itself. There are so many shaykhs that say that even though the shaykh is something that while a woman is walking she might uncover slightly, it's something that gets uncovered here and there. The chiddush is that it still has a din of a makim mechus, even though it can be part, uh, partially, partly uncovered on occasion. Sometimes she picks her clothing up. And uh, you see this concept of lifting the clothing sometimes while walking in different places in Chazal. In Brachis, there with Achayri Isha, it says, Achayri Isha benar, Rashi says, what's going on? She's picking up her clothing and she has to cross through the water. And this guy, this creep, is uh, staring. But Basra, it says, different context, She ain't dark and she'll b'nai sisral is b'azay salak it's too disgraceful for uh, Jewish girls to be doing laundry the old-fashioned way. The Rashbam explains, should sham have to stand there barefoot. to uncover the shaykh. So what are all what are all these bekaidas talking about? They're not talking about lifting clothing all the way up to the waist. Obviously, they mean lifting it up to the knee. And that's what the Tais Zorosh is saying in Brachas Gufa that that's the pshat. Even though sometimes they lift the skirt up, it's still mukamamachusa. Um, another place Sheikh is mentioned is in Shabbos, if you look in Alter Rebbe in, in Shin Gimel, or in its Oda, on the Zre or the Sheikh, a is a bracelet and an anklet. Bati Shekayim are uh, socks, things along, things along those lines. Look in Alter Rebbe in Berchus Kainim, in Simen Kufchav Ches, Kainim can't wear shoes, what are we talking about? We're talking about uh, tall socks. Even if it's not attached to the pants, even if it has its own string, I the chashash by a shoe is the, the shoelaces might rip and he'll start sitting down in the middle and it's going to create a whole scene. What if the sock bursts open? He'll also say, no, 
Shoes are more of a busha, so he's going to stop in the middle. Bate shekayim, he won't. What about the shekayim? It's clear that bate shekayim are the things that cover the shaykh. Those are socks. So where did the Mishnah Bruder get this idea from? Is this a total mistake? No, it turns out there is a prima godim here in Simonayin. Hey? He says, shaykh is from the arkuva, it's from the knee. And he's mitzayin to some halachas, lagabi the shaykh of a behemah. And then the Prima Gadam continues and says, Ninsa kol haregel adar kuva shekayrin kni sham b'makim shehochin yachif v'megula ef shirin chashash. So the Prima Gadam says, from the leg till the knee, could be it's not a chashash. So it's clear that he understands that seemingly that the shaykh is taka from the knee up. But sayin to some akayrus. Now, so he seems to be equating the shaykh of a person with the shaykh of a behemoth. Now, we all have heard of chaz of a shaykh. Again, I don't know if we've stopped to ask ourselves what that is. But it seems that when it comes to the shaykh of a behemoth, indeed, the, uh, it's not referring to the bottom part of the leg. It's referring to from the knee to the next section. So it seems like the Prima Gadim wants to make a comparison to the person. But this is already a discussion in Rishonim. There's a Taisus in Menachis that talks about what's the Zeraya for Tfilm. You know, the, the Tfilm goes on the Zeraya. Where's the Zeraya? So uh, wants to compare it maybe to the zroya of a behemoth. So he says, Don't compare zroya because you shouldn't compare a shaykh. The Tanan Ba'alis, and Ba'alis talks about all the Evadim and the Adam, and also goes from the bottom. Pieces of Regal, Kursal, Shaykh, Arkuva, Yerech. So you see, Almazak Taisvis. So you see that the shaykh is the thing that's connected to the, to the foot. Um, there's also some cipher on this, the Gabi Khalitsa, someone who was amputated, and he says, Those are the three parts. And see the Mishnah in Haraya Kasem, Dafran Ches, Rashi and Taisvis, Mekayim Chavek. So, we got back to where we started. From Taka Pirish Rashi, and from the Pirish Arach that's quoted in Taisvis, we see clearly the way it's described, and either where the Yerach and the Sheikh are connected, or when you fold the knee, and the Yerach and Sheikh have a Chavak. Some Sefer is saying, here's another Ayataka uh, to what we're saying. It says, I, the Taisvis Yomtev, and all us, the Taisvis Yomtev also got confused with the animal versus the person. Now, there is a bit of a discussion about Taka. What does the Taisa Yamtav hold? What does the Prima Gadam hold? Some want to even argue that maybe they don't, they don't hold what they seem to hold. But we're not going to get into that. The question is, what do we do with Lamaisa? We might go another minute or two over time. Uh, the Metzias is skirts, clothing. It's not going down to the ground anymore. In fact, today, in our circles, it's considered a bit uh, not idle if it goes uh, too far, too low down to the ground. So, what's the maskana if we had to sum it up? So, if you want to go all the way with the Mishnah Bruna, so that would mean you don't have to wear socks. You can talk wear a skirt till the knees, no socks, and you're fine because that's part of the, the regal, it's not the shaykh. But most, and that's where you get the idea from of what you know, people jokingly refer to as bulletproof stockings. Look in the Shevet Alevi. In fact, it's Shevet Alevi, Chelek Aleph, Simon Aleph. The first thing you see when you open the first Shevet Alevi. And he goes through all, this, all, all these makayras, the Gemara Brachas, Shulchan Aruch, Mishnah Bura, Chayadam, Primagadim. We don't have time to repeat it all. But he says, essentially, look at all these makayras. The makayras clearly suggest the shaykh is on the bottom. And therefore, there's no hector to go without socks. That was the question. We know famously regarding Satmar, when the Satmar Rav came to America, there's a famous drasha that he held when he saw how the women were dressing. 
And specifically, he zoomed in on the thickness of the sacks, the stockings, and uh, the drush is printed, and they say he sat there and he uh, tested on his hands to see what he felt was thick enough until he announced that it has to be uh, 70 denier, very thick uh, measurements. Um, right? So at this point, no one is arguing that it should go down to the ground. And so, so that means on some level we have to accept that, of course, you can't wear stockings all the way up uh, without a skirt. So up until the knees... The dinsnias, for some reason, is you mamish have to fully cover it around and around. You can't see the tsuras haragel. From the knee and down, it has to be, you can't see the skin, but the, the shape is not as much of a problem. Although some takas say, the ones who are more machmer takas say that it has to cover halfway between the knee because the top half of the shake is still a little thicker. So that's where you get the idea of, say, the. Uh, the thickness of the stockings or the color, they have a dark brown, the ones who are machmer, they might have a stripe also to show you that it's not the real, uh, shouldn't be fooled into thinking that it's the skin. Um, just one more minute. Uh, Ebrein, to, to just to quote a Chabad Rav, Ebrein has addressed this a number of places, once in his Halacha to Go series, and again on asktherov.com. Um, so the way he sums it up is, is you have uh, this question of where the shaykh is. He says, the consensus among Paiskim, including the Altarebbe, is that the shaykh is the lower part of the leg, and accordingly it has to be completely covered in a theistic manner. So a woman's dress or skirt has to reach below her knees and conceal the shape of her body. It needs to be long enough to ensure complete coverage of her knees, even while she is sitting, etc. Even if her skirt covers her knees, her legs must be adequately covered by tights or stockings, but these do not need to conceal the shape of her legs. Um, even according to Mishnah Bura, though, you have to cover it with something. And then he goes in, there's Mara Makaimis, the huge Arichis, um, more or less covering the same point. He mentions the Tzemach Tzedek in a different context in Evan Ezer. The Tzemach Tzedek says, So here you see. Uh, the Mishnah, the Tzemach Tzedek, assuming that he understands the shaykh the way we do. Uh, he also mentions uh, regarding stockings that we paskin, we don't paskin that, that, that as extreme as some of the other communities, even though we essentially hold the same shita, ba'atzem, that the shaykh is below and is an erva. Um, so he says the number 40, it's 40 and up. That's, uh, we go with the number 40. He mentions there's a letter from Rabbi Chadakov, um, from Merkis to the camp in Kfar Chabad in Tov Shalom Gimel, he says, we've got a terrible, terrible news about the girls' camp. Uh, even though everything overall was fine and it left a good uh, mark, but the Tznias wasn't okay. For example, they were walking barefoot, and not just in the Dalan Amis of the campgrounds, but even walking around the Kfar. And uh, word spread, and everyone's talking about it, and you can imagine the Chil Hashem. So we're asking to confirm, and, you know, is this true? And if it is, please make sure that this doesn't happen again. And again, he concludes that uh, at least 20 denier, according to the Alter Rebbe, should be more, and many say that it should be at least 40 denier.